Also, I see Cassie's here. Cassie, did you change your profile picture by any chance? Have I gotten it? Or maybe maybe you haven't. That's pretty yes. badass. Is it? Yeah. Yay! That's how I was like, oh, <laughs> this photo is totally different. It looks really, really good. Hello, everyone. Last week, we spoke about racism in the workplace. This week, we've got two big questions that I'm excited to dive into. Uh, the first one is about burnout. Is it an endemic? Whatever that means. And then what does unlimited vacation really mean? And I think the juicier one might be might be yours, Samantha. Would you say so? I mean, I think it, yeah. I, I, I think it's a, I don't know if it's controversial, but I think it's a pretty standout topic. And it also definitely leads into unlimited vacation. So, yes. and how that can or can't be used or, you know, the okay. problems, the benefits, let's, all these things. Let's start with this then. Um, yes. First off, I'm going to need, defi- <laughs> I'm going to need you to define <laughs> endemic because I've heard pandemic. And the first mm-hmm. time I heard pandemic was guess when? <laughs> the plague. <laughs> <laughs> History class. So, <laughs> so what is an endemic first off? Yeah. So this, I mean, honestly, I don't fault you for not knowing. I think most people don't. I learned about it when I studied medical anthropology in my undergrad. So it's, I feel like it's, it's relatively niche, but they're terms that actually um, will help all of you speak uh, more clearly about these kinds of topics in the future. So there's three different demics. There's a pandemic which we've experienced with COVID-19. It always made me laugh when people called it a global pandemic because actually global is implied in the word pan. uh, And so a pandemic is something that happens. It's a suddenly onset. uh, So it hasn't been around before. It starts coming on. It starts spreading really, really quickly. And usually it ends up happening on a global scale. So that's a pandemic. Okay. Then you have an epidemic. An epidemic is something that, again, comes on very, very suddenly. Um, But it only affects an isolated population or community. Um, So it's kind of like a smaller scale version of a pandemic in that sense. The third one is, and that's the one we're talking about today, is an endemic. An endemic is something that has been existing for a long period of time. So it's it's not suddenly onset. The spread of it is pretty stable and we can predict the spread that's going to happen. Nobody's really freaking out about it, but it's just, it's been around forever. And it usually impacts... Um, it's not necessarily on a global scale. It usually impacts, you know, isolated communities or different members of the population, groups of the population. Um, whereas a pandemic is kind of like everybody as, as is, uh, yeah, is a pandemic is everybody. So okay. an endemic, when we're talking about is, and sorry, you can repeat the subject now that I've explained it because then I can get into it. Lovely. You're good on these uh, emic uh, definitions. Um, <laughs> is burnout... An endemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the reason I, I made this specification with the word, because I could have gone around with pandemic, which I think a lot of people use when they refer to burnout. Um, but pandemic means that it's new, right? And a pandemic means that it is spreading really rapidly, um, that it's impacting a lot of people, that it's th- you know things aren't stable, that it's kind of like this freak thing that's just come on. And the reason that I wanted to use the word endemic is because I believe that burnout has existed as long as industry has existed. 
So we tend to link burnout a lot with the startup grind and all these types of things. But I think if we look further back in history, burnout existed in the, you know, during the industrial revolution, we were experiencing burnout. Um, long before that, there were, the, you know, there was burnout. It just didn't necessarily have the same word associated with it. We didn't analyze it in the same way. There weren't the same amount of studies to, you know, determine whether or not it was actually a thing. But I would argue that that burnout has been around for as long as, you know, working professionals have been around. Um, and that's what makes it so dangerous is that it's not this sudden thing that's come on like a pandemic where we say, okay, let's put everything we have into fighting it. Even though I think the rhetoric around it is we need to stop burnout, I don't actually think anybody wants to make an effort to stop burnout because we wouldn't even know where to start because it's been around for so long. Yeah, I would agree that it's not uh, it's not a new thing, but it seems like it's just uh, maybe twofold. Like it's more talked about nowadays, just like mental health in general. We were back in the day, people were just, I don't know, told to suck it up and just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other item is um, we do work too much these days. Uh, whereas I think traditional nine to five, well, yeah, back in the day, it was a traditional nine to five. Although you could, you can still get burnout from that. Right. Like if you're well, like, yeah. And like one could argue too, that the traditional nine to five has never actually existed on paper. It's existed. But like anybody goes and watches Mad Men, right? These people were walking a nine to five. You b- go back even further to that. So like you look at the factory workers. Factory workers were working a minimum of 10 hours a day, right? The reason that we fight to abolish um, sweatshops and things like that is because the standard working hours aren't actually put into effect, even though they're said that maybe, oh, you're going to work this many hours, you're signing a contract for this many hours. Nobody's actually enforcing that. So while... Yes, maybe we have talked about a nine to five for a long time. And now we're actually, there's a lot more discourse around, um, you know, is a work week, should there a four hour work week, right? Like with this whole kind of going the other side with like Tim Ferriss and everything like that. Or you have people saying, well, you're going to work as long as you need to, to get things done. Cause like, it's a grind and we're in a startup or whatever. I think we're being maybe more open about the fact that we're not respecting a nine to five, but I don't think the nine to five was respected back in the day and now suddenly isn't being respected that's kind of my my perspective okay and so would you say burnout has been on the rise in the years a significant rise i it's hard to say i'm not this this is what i love about our our podcast is that you know it's all speculation um i have absolutely no data to back any of this up but uh to be an armchair expert for five seconds um i think I, I would be curious to see the data. I might actually go and maybe pull some research on this and maybe we'll follow up in a, you know, a special podcast episode or something like this on it because now I'm really curious. Um, but I would argue that burnout hasn't been on the rise. Our awareness of burnout has been on the rise. And so it seems like, right, it's kind of like we can say, well, divorce divorce rates are increasing. Well, no, it's just that divorce was highly taboo. And so... Um, And so people just weren't talking about it as much or homosexuality. You know, there's more people who are identifying as, as homosexuals now. Well, no, gay people have always like, it's always been a thing. It's just, it was so taboo that nobody actually talked about it or accepted the fact that like, okay, Hey, this is who I am and really embrace that. So I think for me, it's because we've assigned a word to it. Now we can talk about it more, but I don't necessarily know if that means that it's 
it's growing with intensity or if it's always been this intense, we just called it, you know, 600 other different things. Mm, I would disagree. I think, I think all of the things that you just mentioned have been on the rise just because it's been, well, okay. That could be biased because if it's talked about, then it's obviously happening more. Uh, but is Maybe it happening? It seems See, it's like, like it. the catch twenty two. Like, is it happening more because we're talking about it, and so we feel like it's happening more? Like, is this just like a fallacy where we're, you know, is it like kind of like the confirmation bias type of situation, or is it happening more because it's actually genuinely happening more? Yeah, like okay, which so... came first, the chicken or the egg kind of situation. <laughs> a quick, a quick, glo- uh, a quick Google says a recent survey from Slack found that burnout is on the rise globally. Most significantly in the U.S., where 43% of middle managers reported burnout, more than any other worker group. Um, yeah, but it's, again, is that because we're using the word burnout, right? Like, what it, what was it called before that? It was just called working hard because you're the middle class and, like, that's what you're supposed to do to, to keep up with inflation. It was called, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to go to work today. My wife stays home and cooks. This sucks. Like that, like, I, I think just the, you know, like things looked really different. People do. And also I feel like we, maybe what's on the rise is the permission we give ourselves to complain. And I'm not saying that burnout is complaining. I think it's 100% like an actual thing that's really, really harmful. And that's why I refer to it as an endemic. So like, you know, a disease or a virus. It, I think that it has that much of a harmful impact. But like, I feel like people just back in the day sucked shit up a lot more than we do now. And so it was kind of like, yeah, I'm fucking exhausted. I hate my job. I'm probably super depressed, but I'm just going to go to the doctor and get meds for it because like, what other option do I have? Whereas now I think we talk about burnout a lot more. We've given it this really intense name, you know, like we, we assign it so much value because we have more, per- you know, like that, that's kind of where my thinking goes is like, mm-hmm have we just become more aware of it and so we're able to call it what it is and say that it's on the rise when it's been hiding in plain sight this whole time i don't know probably okay here's here's a hot take by the way are you doing your dishes i absolutely am that's the beauty of not being on video (laughs) Um, we are real people doing real things (laughs) um here's a hot take uh i think that because our work is more online than ever before and through a computer screen, I think that's more likely to give us burnout because Ah, I mean, for me personally, um, I, I thrive and get energy from other people in person. I love that camaraderie. I love the teamwork. I love the, the whiteboarding, the, the just being in a, in a physical space, not looking at a screen and looking into humans' eyes, although sometimes it makes yeah. me uncomfortable. Um, but today, most of our work is is completed through a screen or online. I mean, in, in yeah. at least the technology sector. Um, and I find that that makes me more tired than being in person around people. That and that I appreciate this distinction because now like you're moving into more the world of like zoom fatigue and all these kinds of things, right? Which I would agree. I think we've entered into a new era of burnout um, where yes, it's going to happen a lot more quickly. So maybe whereas, you know, it took 
years and years and years for somebody to burn out. I, you know, I think people can burn out in as little as six months, even three months, depending on what they're doing. So yes, I think this is, this changes the conversation significantly. Um, and I would agree with that, that yes, like, burnout is just happening. So maybe the, the rate at which people burn out is increasing faster than it has before, but actual, the fact that people are burning out has remained stable. Like, would that be an accurate take? Can you repeat that? The rate at which people are burning out is increasing significantly. Mm-hmm. But the, like, the rate of burnout or kind of like the, the existence of burnout has remained stable over whatever, centuries. That sounds reasonable. Which I guess in and of itself would increase. I mean, not, we're, we're, we're doing this live here, people. You're seeing all of our brains work. With this, you should see I, these calculations. Then, you should see these yeah, calculations exactly. on our cal- doing, calculators I'm right doing now. I'm girl math right now. That's this, what is, I'm doing. this is data, folks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just here vigorously typing on ChatGPT. No, um, <laughs> what this means is that then in theory, Lee, you would be right because it means that the rate of burnout would be increasing since we've introduced this new thing that exponentially increases how quickly we burn out. And so, yes, there would be, we would see a spike, but I think that would lead us to believe that there's more burnout than there was before. I think it's just a different kind of burnout. So the the spike is maybe like misguiding us a little bit, but I think you're right in that because you'd have like in the past, maybe in a month, you'd have like 10 people burning out, let's say in an office. Now you're going to see 20 people burning out. It's, it's not because like the, anything about the, the way that we work is, is causing, you know, changing to cause, burnout it's more that the technology that we have is is impacting our burnout at a quick rate, i would I, I would still i would still argue that the demands today exceed um the demands, the demands you know, of- back in the day like the expectations i would say but um, in relation to what because that's always my like if we the demands uh, in a factory in the industrial era seemed really excessive for what they knew was possible back then right and so the demands that we have today like if we're using if we're relating it to what we can do now yes anything that happened in the past we're like oh i would easily go back and work in Mad Men and just do like 13 hour days where i literally just smoke a cigar for half my day like that (laughs) that seems like you know but i think contextually if we if we put it into context than what they were doing at the time with the technology available like when you're having to write an entire report on a typewriter like bro that gets exhausting. Mm. And one could argue that now with things like with AI, it actually makes our lives easier, right? So I feel like that has to kind of, you kind of have to put that into context. To be honest, I pictured someone clocking in at a factory and working there for eight hours come and comparing that to like someone just sitting in six Zoom meetings for the day <laughs> <laughs> while like trying to work while they're in the meetings as well <laughs> on their computer. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, I think that the mental load, the mental load is definitely, is definitely different because multitasking, okay. I mean, like, yeah. You okay, can, so is, in a fact wasn't to multitask. so is burnout an endemic? And if so, how do we proceed? What the hell do we do about it? I still believe that it's, it's an endemic because I believe that it's not, it's not, it hasn't recently come about. It hasn't recently started impacting our populace. I think that it's been around for a significant period of time. And we're just talking about it more because we've given it, you know, a, a buzzword and, and that's catching and sticking. In terms of what we do about it, 
I think that's the thing is recognizing that it's not this brand new thing. I think often we look at these kinds of situations and we say, oh my gosh, we don't know how to react to this because it's just so new and we've never lived this before. Um, right. That was like the, all of the, the critique about even how the, the COVID-19 pandemic was handled um, is just a lot of actually we have been living this. Let's take a look at, you know, places. For me, this is where it turns into a holistic worldview and saying, what are parts of the world that are not being as impacted by this? And how are we able to actually look at them, look at the models that they've created and then in some way mirror or mimic or, you know, replicate what they've created so that we can achieve the same goals. Because I don't think that that's why I also was very careful. And I didn't say that burnout is a pandemic. I don't think that burnout impacts a global population. And I could be completely wrong again. Like I said, all of this is conjecture. It's like just I'm speculating. But given, you know, everything we hear about certain parts of the world where an emphasis is on quality of life or there's more of an emphasis on mental health and these types of things, I would be I would be really surprised if if burnout was impacting every single person around the world in the same way that we talk about it, you know, in a Western from a Western model or workplace model. I would So for me it's looking at those parts of the world and saying, like, what are how are what are they doing differently? <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. And and this is hilarious because now we're getting into the thing I wanted to talk about, which was unlimited vacation and how stupid I think it is. But <laughs> Tell us uh, how you really feel. <laughs> but like here now, unlimited vacation seems to be a again, another like buzzword, like, oh yeah, very cool hip technology companies do this. Yeah. And then think about France and Europe, they have like six to eight weeks vacation a year. And like you said, I don't think they're talking about burnout. They, yeah. uh, they don't talk about this shit, but it, it's, it's so ironic. We have unlimited vacation and we're the ones burning out. <laughs> what, what, why does that seem so backwards? <laughs> and I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond. And then no, <laughs> I can no, certainly no. share. No, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead before I can do it. <laughs> no, I mean, I look, I'm, I, I think this is something where we would agree on, which is, I also think that unlimited vacation is, is bullshit. I think that it's a beautiful idea, but it's for the wrong world. It's very much a utopian idea where it's just like, you know, again, it's, it, it lives under the, uh, the suspicion that there, or under the, the assumption that there isn't too much work that we have enough people in the workforce, that there aren't unrealistic expectations, and that we're not all a bunch of really selfish, jealous human beings who are really just trying to achieve as much as the next person ahead of us. And so we are going to push other people who are below us even further. Like that, for me, it's like, yes, I've just reduced this all to animals, but like, that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I've been in enough workplaces to feel like at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of de-evolved animals. <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, the reason that other parts of the world, uh, you know, maybe aren't experiencing this burnout or are able to successfully take vacations is firstly because from a legislation standpoint, it's mandated, right? So if you go to France, the amount of vacation they have, like, you can sue your employer if they don't allow you to take this time off. People take their time off very seriously because it's, it's a state-given right. And mm. you look at Canada and our state-given right is two weeks. Yeah. So you have unlimited vacation, but at the end of the day, you're sitting there and saying, yeah, okay, but from a legal standpoint, and this is the thing, right? Like we are governed from, we are governed by a criminal code and by civic law in certain, in Quebec at least, uh, but by common law in the rest of Canada and the United States. 
that plays into the decisions that we make because that's the kind of that's the kind of society that we live in but then on top of that we're also governed by you know how society works and so if the people around us are not taking their vacations we're not going to either why is that it comes down to this thing called mimetic desire that you can all google um but it's the idea that we are actually just it's it's um constant competition with the person next to us to be better at what they're doing than they are so for example if i see that my colleague is working till 10 p.m and is writing on slick mm-hmm. slack messages at 10 p.m i'm going to stay on my computer until 10 30 p.m why is that because i believe that everybody else is going to look at me and respect me more than my colleague now because i've been working later irrespective or irregardless i always mess up those words quality <laughs> or amount of work i deliver you know what i mean yeah. so like this is why on limited vacations who's going to actually benefit from, like who's going to take advantage of them well absolutely nobody if people around you aren't taking advantage of them because it directly contradicts your efforts to be better and more respected than the person sitting in the chair next to you okay i want to come back to this there's a there's a good example with uh, netflix and their managers taking vacation but um mm-hmm. before we talk about that i'd be curious to see economic or innovative impact versus mandated vacation hours across the globe. So like if you look at China, India, US, you know, some of the most innovative countries. Yeah. What does their what do, what do their standard vacation uh you know mandates look like versus I guess I don't want to do the the complete opposite ends. I just know that Europe has like six day weeks, you know, standard vacation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. is it does that relate to how innovative countries can be? I mean, so it's interesting that you, I feel like we have a good case study and one that we probably can't do in the seven minutes that are left, but one that I'm actually, maybe I'll look into for us because India just went to the moon and the US has also been to the moon. And I would argue, I mean, I, I dated a Punjabi for five years and so I fully infiltrated the community well, as much as you can in five years. And went to India for a month and like really, and everything that I saw were people who value, like they just have different values than we do in North America, right? Um, In terms of spending time with family, in terms of certain things like taking time to break for tea. I had this when I was in Kenya as well with the client that I was working with. Like your tea break is sacred and nobody gets in the way of that. So while I don't necessarily know what their vacation thing was like, I would be interested to know how many human working hours were put into getting India on the moon compared to how many human working hours were put into getting Americans on the moon or like an unmanned space shuttle on the moon. Because that for me is like a perfect comparison of it's a lot of work, it takes a lot of technology and it takes a lot of grind. But I I feel like with the very limited lived experience that I have with these two cultures, that like India probably took more time to relax or time with family or time, you know, praying religion, right? That's a huge part of it. That's a really huge priority. They probably spent more time with that than they did actually sitting in front of a desk or in front of a computer. And yet they were able to accomplish this great feat before a lot of other countries that also have, you know, the the capacity to do it. So I don't know, that could be worth looking into. Yeah, I I, I probably agree. For the record, um, in my last company, Evan and I had sacred tea breaks um, at four o'clock every day. So I love that. To, shout out to those uh, those tea breaks with Evan. Okay, to hop back over to what you were mentioning about the unlimited vacation and people taking it or not, um, yeah. or people just like not taking it. Netflix went through this. They offered on unlimited vacation. 
and noticed that no one was taking vacation and people were burning out. Uh, the reason they found that no one was taking vacation was because their boss wasn't taking vacation. Or if their yeah. boss was taking vacation, the, their boss didn't really talk about the vacation. And right. so what they right. did is yeah. they created like a new sort of like norm throughout the company where you must take a minimum amount of vacation. And when you get back from that vacation, you must share photos or stories about that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this increased vacation and decreased burnout moving forward. I thought that was quite yeah. fascinating. Where was I going with this? Oh, yes. Uh, and so, Samantha, have you ever worked at a company where, I don't know, you offered unlimited vacation or unlimited vacation was a thing? No. No, any of the companies that I've worked with have actually been afraid of unlimited vacation because they obviously haven't read the data that nobody, people take less vacation when they have unlimited policies compared to people who have actual like mandated policies. They were all afraid of unlimited vacation because that's the other thing, right? I feel like you have the, on the one side, you have companies who are like, we can't get people to take vacation. On the other side, you have companies who are like, we can't possibly give people unlimited vacation. They'll never do their jobs. <laughs> what does unlimited vacation actually mean? I mean, the idea, I'm sorry, my cat is trying to cough up the hairball. The idea is that you have the time that you need when you need it without giving excuses, reasons, whatever, to do other parts of your life. So for me, unlimited vacation could be like, oh, like I have to, you know, my, my second cousin once removed is graduating from high school and she's the first person in our family to ever go to high school. I want to go to her graduation. Great. Go nuts. Or I feel like, you know, I need time to go celebrate my uncle's 13th child because like family is really important to me. I'm going to go to New Jersey and celebrate my uncle's 13th child. <laughs> or, oh, there's this really cool EDM concert that I've always been wanting to go to in the middle of Timbuktu. It's super brand new. And even though I've always wanted to go to it, I'm not sure. Just stick with the analogy. And so I'm going to go to this thing. The idea is that like you can go do, because it's not the same as working virtually. And I think this is the other thing a lot of companies say is they'll be like, oh yeah, we have unlimited vacation, but just, just don't turn your slack off. You know, like you can go and vacation <laughs> as much as you want, but like maybe just check in with your emails from time to time. That for me is remote working. It is not yeah. taking vacation. Vacation is like, you can literally be in the backwoods and have no access to reception and your company's okay with that. Um, so the concept is if you give your employees unlimited vacation, so they have the time to do these kinds of things there, I think the psychology behind it is they are no longer, your employees are no longer focused on when is the next time I'm going to be able to stop working and relax and recover. And instead they're focused on what can I be contributing to my team and to this business? Um, and so it's the same thing. Like I, it's, it's a similar equation to when I tell people, you know, in a, you know, relationship if they're like mm, not sure where this is headed blah, blah blah i'm like okay well if you spend all of your time thinking about it then you're not actually spending time enjoying and evaluating the relationship like for everything that it is you're thinking about the end date so set an end date for yourself and then when you get to that end date you can make a decision and up until then you're just living your life as best as you possibly can right so mm -hmm. i think that's the whole concept of unlimited vacation is like giving people the permission to leave whenever they need to leave so that their priority is no longer when do I get to leave. So it doesn't mean I can go on a week vacation every other week? 
I mean, I think it depends on what your company is trying to accomplish. I, but no, I think there's firm policies around that kind of thing. But again, at the end of the day, like if you have a programmer, for example, who's just like, I don't know, like the single, the world's best programmer that's ever existed and can get things done in 30 minutes with like other tech teams, like teams can get done in 30 days. If he wants to take a vacation every single week for four days and he only works one day a week, but he is still delivering things, go nuts. Because what I hear a lot from companies is like, well, this person can accomplish a lot in a short amount of time. So we should be giving them more work so that it fills out the workday. Well, no. Do you need them to be doing more work? Like, is, is the idea to 100% exhaust the tools that you have? Or is the idea to hit the goal that you're trying to achieve? And if you can hit that goal a little bit faster because you have somebody who's a little bit more effective, great. But focus on hitting that goal first before you extend that goal. So yeah, for me, if you have people who can get shit done really, really quickly and your targets are being met and you're, you're realistic of targets, because that's a whole other conversation, and your objectives are being hit, like I, like, I don't care how many times they take vacation. I fully agree with that. We have totally ignored the audience at this point. Mm. I know, and I feel <laughs> like, yes. Or, or, I mean, we're at time, but... I think we can still have people have things to add. This wouldn't be the first 45-minute one we've done. Yeah, that's true. Any any thoughts from the audience? The first thing we talked about, uh, we talked about burnout. We talked about unlimited vacation. Any thoughts, experiences around that you'd like to share? You can come up. You can raise your hand. We'll bring you up on stage. Has anybody either experienced burnout or unlimited vacation? Or has anybody ever experienced burnout while having access to unlimited vacation because i feel like that just proves our point <laughs> cassie wants there to speak bring her up hello cassie you guys okay hi yeah. yeah um okay i was trying to like think about what i could say without possibly getting myself in trouble um <laughs> but um the one company that i work at does have unlimited vacation um actually but i think that it is being utilized pretty well like we're still like a pretty small team but the managers like they really encourage um the employees to use the vacation um it's i think the only thing is it's like uh, people's vacations can't like be overlapping depending on there's other other factors but like we can't have everyone out at the same time obviously um so i think that it's working well there and then to touch on the burnout i have been like very stressed lately i don't think it's to the point of burnout but i i was working like three jobs now i'm only working two um but i feel like sometimes i just get i finish something and then obviously they're giving me more and I, I'm not the quickest, but I'm quicker than others, I think, like overall in general, um, like not calling out any, any companies, but, um, when people give me stuff, I'm like, okay, I need to do it. But then it's just like, I feel like things are getting piled on top of me, like literally piled on top of me. So I feel like that's a quick way to get burnt out and I'm not trying to get burnt out, but, um, working on that right Mm. now. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's almost like the more we accomplish, the more, the more shit we get. I yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. that. Like, oh, and just I give also, it. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I, I did agree with what you said about, um, I think it becoming easier to burn out when you work remotely because like you can turn your computer off, but I, I have like three computers. So it's like, I can turn one off and then, then I'll get a ping on another. And then like, I also have a lot of like work stuff on my phone. Cause I do need to be accessible for the most part. But then it's like, what if I want to use my phone? 
I can't really turn it off. So yeah, this yeah. this goes back to what I used to say. Like I I wanted a computer for personal, and I wanted a phone for personal, and a work computer and a work phone. Completely separate those two items, and I think if we did that, we wouldn't have such burnout. The second thing I wanted to say, Cassie, is I hope you're not working three full time jobs, because um, if so, you just got outed. <laughs> No, they weren't. They weren't Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> we, oh, post yeah, the, be... we post the episode and they're like, what? Cassie? Like, yeah, be Although again, again, my argument is you should be able to work as many jobs as you want. Like if your employer is not paying you enough to keep you only working one job, that's a them problem, not a you problem. <laughs> let's, let's say that for another episode, Samantha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> working well, multiple jobs. Cassie, thank you for thank you for sharing. Any final thoughts, Samantha? I think because like what you said just at the end for me about like having multiple like a work computer, like a work phone, these kinds of things. I think this just goes back to the idea that like for me, burnout has existed for a long period of time, but it's an it's an endemic that affects like the middle class or the lower class because like the average like working person doesn't have enough money to be able to afford two computers, two phones, you know, the Wi-Fi, like all, like just all of these different things that come with that. And so for me, I feel like, yes, like the, the, you know, higher upper middle class and those kinds of people of the world, it's not to say they can't burn out, but I, you know, I think that that's the other thing to keep in mind is the people that are burning out, it's not just about giving them vacation. Like maybe they don't actually have the money to go on vacation and like, unlimited staycations where your kids are driving you nuts you can't afford daycare and a vacation like all these kinds like that's not actually ideal so then for me I think and that's maybe another episode is like what can your benefits package do or what can your salaries do to decrease burnout it's not just about you know encouraging time off it's how do you actually give people the tools that they need to effectively you know decompress or, or to effectively take care of everything else that they have going on at home or personally. Um, good point. And this reminds me of Basecamp's vacation policy. I'm trying to look for it right now. Uh, what they used to do is they used to pay employees. They used to pay for the vacation for employees and their families. So it's mm. like, hey, mm. three or four weeks of the year, we're going to send you and your family to wherever you want to go. We're like within within a specific budget. Um, yeah, see, I like that I like because that is where you start getting into like equity, you know. Right now it says they offer 18 days of paid time off plus 11 holidays a year. Oh, okay. Uh, so they were like, this is not sustainable. Or maybe they were like, nobody's actually using this. We're not sure. <laughs> this is a case to go into. We should start doing case studies on a quarterly basis. If anybody has recommendations for topics, we say this every time, but like topics that you want to hear about, things that you've seen that you're like, ooh, we, I really want somebody to dig into this and I just, you know, don't have the social circle or like whatever to, to dig into it. Uh, or it's something really controversial that you just want to hear opinions on. Lee and I dig into things that are really uncomfortable for most people. And we like talking about those things. And we like being challenged by people in the audience too if we, you know, say something wrong or, or have you know areas we'll be learning too so don't hesitate to message us and we will add it to the list and we'll talk about it and because we like to to hear from all of you yeah and we don't have bosses so we can't get in trouble exactly yeah <laughs> honestly not neither of us can get fired so that's we are here to stand on soapboxes for you <laughs>
All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for thanks, joining. Folks. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.